tonight. What a way to end the 100th season. Clark and Norma, I know how much this trophy means to the Hunt family and your fans. What an incredible performance. We're so proud of you. You are going to take this trophy home after 50 years to your great fans. You are Super Bowl champions. Congratulations to your entire organization. Coach Reed, all your great players. Congratulations. Thank you, Commissioner Clark. There you go, Norma. Give it a kick. Go ahead, Clark. Sometimes it's just hard to imagine how good this can feel, but waiting 50 years, this has to be most unbelievable feeling for, for you, your family, and of course the Kansas City Chiefs. It sure is, Terry. Thank you so much. It's a beautiful trophy, and I can't think of a better conclusion to the 100th season in the NFL than receiving this trophy. I'm so happy for our players, coaches, and fans, and especially Andy Reid. Nobody deserves this trophy more than Andy Reid. And I want to thank the Lord for blessing our family with all these incredible people who helped us bring this championship home. To the Chiefs Kingdom, you guys are world champions once again. Woo! A jubilant bunch of Kansas City Chiefs there as the Chiefs roared back in the fourth quarter Sunday night from Miami Gardens, Florida, and they capture Super Bowl 54 with a 31-20 win over the San Francisco 49ers and a 21-point fourth quarter helped propel the Chiefs to the Super Bowl win. And that voice there, the owner and manager of the Chiefs, Clark Hunt, of course, son of the late, great Lamar Hunt, where the Lamar Hunt Trophy is awarded each year to the AFC champion and a founder of the American Football League on this, the 100th year of NFL football. This also marks the 60th anniversary of the formation of the American Football League. And Lamar, he's just that good Southern guy, born in Arkadelphia, Arkansas, and raised mostly in the Dallas area. And his his family still has the connection there to the Metroplex, although they own a team in Kansas City. The Chiefs are your champions. We're going to have a lot more about Kansas City's win in the second hour of today's Y'all Show, but stick around for that. This is the Y'all Show. We've got our chopper going. Congratulations to Kansas City as they pick up their second Super Bowl. And, of course, they played in that very first Super Bowl, Super Bowl One, but it wasn't until a few years later in 1969 that they got the victory over the Minnesota Vikings in a game played at Tulane Stadium in New Orleans. And now, in Miami, they get their second Super Bowl victory. A great job. And, again, more info on the big win on Sunday night coming up in hour number two what's coming up here this hour on the y'all show which is what you've tuned in here we've got news from a what a crazy crazy weekend and a couple of days we got coming here on the all southern show first off on sunday it was groundhog day that's pretty crazy we also had the super bowl we got the impeachment thing going on we got a state of the union taking place tuesday night well, what else could I throw out there? I think I'm going to Nashville this week, so stay tuned for me to be broadcasting from Music Row later this week. That's exciting. Uh, I just saw gas prices below $2 for the first time in quite some time. We just had in most of the South on the Sunday and throughout the weekend, perhaps, you had temperatures in the 70s and sunny. 
what what's going on here unfortunately that number that that temp is going to be going down dramatically for most of the south here any old second but boy it was nice to enjoy here on super bowl sunday if you had a chance to enjoy a pleasant weekend and we hope you did a lot of stuff going on i'm sure i'm leaving something else oh coronavirus is going on in the world right now and more but we'll we'll get to it all right here our number to be a part of the all southern show is 803-816-1170 text or call that number anytime you feel like it you can also find us on our website y'all.com and you can also go on twitter instagram and find us at y'all show the streaming apps to listen to us are the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, and the Apple Podcast apps. In fact, this past weekend, I believe it was one of those 70-degree days, I was tooling around Dixie, and I just happened to plug my phone up. I've got a fairly new car that I'm using right now, and it has the whole Apple CarPlay, which is a great feature. And I just plugged my little adapter onto my smartphone, and I went into the podcast on iHeartRadio, and not only can you listen to the y'all show, it comes up with a nice, beautiful logo and a description. It's really neat. It's a lot better and a lot more cooler than what you might think you could do to to hear the show that's all about Dixie. Well, coming up on today's y'all show, we do have headlines from across the Southeast. Unfortunately, some heroes in blue were killed in the line of duty. We'll tell you about that momentarily. Also, we'll tell you about a bizarre story coming out of Hardeman County, Tennessee, where somebody went in to po- open a pack of gum, and you won't believe what they found there just outside of Bolivar, Tennessee. And all that is coming up in just a few minutes in our headlines from across the southeast. Then later this hour, we've got business headlines from across the southeast. And now that we're, and that was another big thing I meant to mention. We just hit a new month here over the weekend, and that's February. Happy February to you. We got a not only a, a great short month, but we actually extend it by day. This is a leap year, and we're going to have a February 29th here this month who knew it's black history month it's also what president's day coming up for those of you who get a day off for that so a lot of great stuff happening here this month and a lot of the great stuff happening right here on the y'all show so we've got business headlines from across the south that we'll get to including a fun thing that chick-fil-a is putting together for something that happens this month maybe the biggest holiday all year valentine's and we will tell you what that's going on with truett Cathy's company coming up in our southern business report and then at the end of the hour we'll have a hashtag hullabaloo where we go social media crazy and we find great stuff to share with all y'all and that's coming up in hashtag hullabaloo later this hour when we turn over to hour two of today's y'all show as mentioned we'll have a, a real quick recap we don't want to belabor the point but we'll we'll give proper credit to the kansas city chiefs your super bowl champions and a huge just a huge comeback patrick mahomes the texas tech alum a wonderful job there in the fourth quarter and the chiefs get the victory over the niners we'll have information on that plus we've got some college sports news to pass along and then we'll also let you know who won the Australian Open as that just wrapped up over the weekend. A little tennis, all that, and a good North Carolinian and a one-time major champion wins the golf tournament, the PGA event out at Scottsdale, Arizona. We'll let you know who that was in our sports recap of the weekend. And then we'll go to Jerry Short in hour two where our Takapola storyteller, he's got an axe to grind. And it's not on you and it's not on me. It's on CNN, the cable news network out of our own Atlanta, Georgia, as just the other day, the great Don Lemon of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 
and his guest rick wilson of tallahassee florida they kind of poke fun at the south and you're probably not going to like it and if you haven't heard it we'll play the clip that they played on cnn where they were having a good time just laughing it up talking about trump supporters in the south and more and you can make your own judgment of don lemon and rick wilson on our special spotlight where the takapola storyteller doesn't hold back that's coming up and we'll have to ask the question is it okay to pick on the south and get can you get away with it if you do evidently so but we're gonna stand up for dixie and we're gonna do that in hour two when our takapola storyteller drops by all that right here on today's y'all show all right look and one of the great things that happened as i said on sunday groundhog day and that yankee groundhog up there in puxatawney pennsylvania he declared sonny that there's going to be an early spring it's a certainty according to the experts as at sunrise on groundhog day members of puxatawney field's top hat wearing inner circle revealed the cuddly oracle's prediction his 134th prediction by the way according to the local tourism office and he says that we're going to have an early spring and Maybe if you were around, as I said in the open, parts of the South over the weekend, it felt like summertime. It really did. I had the short sleeve shirt on. I didn't have the shorts on, but I saw many people did. And what a welcome, welcome relief that was. We're Hey, aren't we just glad February is here? Unfortunately, it won't stay that long. But that's what Puxatawney Phil, he predicts, an early spring. Now, what about our southern perspective on this Yankee tradition up there in Pennsylvania? Have y'all ever heard of General Beauregard Lee? Well, that's our own version of Puxatawney Phil. And this is a Georgia-based groundhog in Jackson, Georgia. Jackson, Georgia is just to the south of Atlanta. It's Butts County is where you'll find jackson georgia not far from the atlanta speedway okay is where you'll find this town and general beauregard lee is going to give us all his prediction and a lot of people might have been shocked by what beauregard lee as traditionally he's drawn out by a breakfast plate of waffle house hash browns mineral water and a cheerful georgia crowd awaits this groundhog he's got his own twitter page you can follow him there at that Twitter page. But he predicts this southern groundhog in Jackson, Georgia. Unfortunately, we've got another war between the states as General Lee, the chip, the not chipmunk, the groundhog. I wonder what the difference between of them. I'd have to get a botanist or a, a wildlife expert on here, I guess. Not a botanist. Uh, the General Borgar Lee predicts more winters coming to the south. That's not good. We we like though what that pucks upon it pucks upon a field fella said, General Lee. General Beauregard Lee there in Jackson, Georgia. That's not good news. And that's not the only southern creature weighing in on what's going on with the winter. At the Birmingham Zoo, they have their own predictor of what's going to happen with the spring. And they have, believe it or not, Bilbo the Owl. <laughs> And he's taken over for Birmingham Bill on Groundhog Day. And according to a zookeeper at the Birmingham Zoo, they said that this owl, which is a substitute weather predictor for Groundhog Day, as they're allowing their resident groundhog, Birmingham Bill, to continue his hibernation. I didn't realize groundhogs stay hibernated so long. Birmingham Bill. So they had, again, Bilbo the owl 
in Birmingham, kind of filling in as a substitute weather predictor. A Eurasian owl, as he stood in and did a flyover to see his shadow, he did see his shadow on this bright sunny day in Beeham. So according to tradition, that means six more weeks of winter. So in the south, we got General Beauregard Lee and now this owl Bilbo saying that in the south, we're expected to see several more weeks of winter where that pucks up tiny Phil fella says that it's going to be an early spring. Two versus one, south versus north. Who are you going with? I'm hoping that Yankee fella might be the correct guess here for the winter time to come to an early end. Now, it is going to come to an early end. At least it's going to be a certain shock if you've been having those 70 degree temperatures in certain portions of Dixie here this week. At least in certain parts of Dixie, as we approach Tuesday into Wednesday, an Arctic cold front is going to push across at least North Texas. Temperatures expected to drop and precipitation will push in from the west. Snow or sleet may be felt in the Dallas area and certainly toward Wichita Falls and into Oklahoma. And then you might have some kind of mixture of snow and sleet in east texas and into louisiana and arkansas and that front is going to push across snow and sleet continuing throughout the day on tuesday eventually ending from west to east wednesday night some snow may accumulate leading to slick roadways bridges and overpasses may be icy again this is in texas i know that's a a direction that some of you may not be traveling to or live in but we just try to tell you what's going on because in the south a lot of us go back and forth. A lot of us, hey, especially on these weather, patter, weather patterns that go from west to east, as most of them do, if it's going to be ice and snow in Dallas on Tuesday and Wednesday night, early on Wednesday morning, guess what? I bet you a, a, a silver nickel that, that it's going to be cold and borderline ice and snow in Louisiana and Mississippi and parts of Tennessee and Alabama thursday friday i'm not an expert on the weather but i'm just that's traditionally what happens on these fronts that move in from texas to the rest of the southern states so that is a rude awakening as winter winter weather definitely turning come wednesday tuesday night wednesday into thursday from the west to the east just check out your local weather forecast and you'll you'll be abreast of what's going on an East Tennessee police officer has been shot and killed, and now his wife charged with murder. A disturbing story coming to us from East Tennessee in Sevierville as this police officer killed in a domestic shooting. And according to the Sevierville Police Department, officers responded to reports of a shooting at on Winfield Dunn Parkway, and that's in the Kodak community of Sevierville. And this happened on Saturday night. The man identified the shooting victim as 41-year-old James Smith of Soddy Daisy, taken to the University of Tennessee Medical Center where he was pronounced dead later in the evening. And then the Sevierville Police Department learned that Smith was an officer with the Red Bank, Tennessee Police Department. His 37-year-old wife, Melissa Smith of Soddy Daisy, has been charged with first-degree murder in his death, arrested, and taken to the Sevier County Jail. And investigation is ongoing. A handgun was recovered from the scene, but this East Tennessee police officer gunned down, it appears, by his own wife there over the weekend. 
now in Corpus Christi, Texas, over the weekend, a suspected drunken driver slammed his vehicle into two Corpus Christi police officers and a parked police car during a traffic stop, and this killed an officer and injured another officer. The crash happened on Friday night on State Route 358 in southern Corpus Christi, and officers in three patrol cars were handling the traffic stop when another vehicle slammed into these officers and the two injured officers taken to the hospital but unfortunately, Officer Alan McCullum died. Officer Michael Love is in stable condition, according to the police department. 26-year-old Brandon Portillo has been charged with intoxication, manslaughter, intoxication, and assault, and driving with a suspended license and was booked into the Nueces County Jail. Bonds totally more than a million and a half dollars. But unfortunately, this Texas police officer losing his life while in service to his community, Officer Alan McCullum of the Corpus Christi, Texas Police Department. We honor his sacrifice. In Florida, this is a crazy story from the weekend. Two people have been killed and another wounded at a shooting that we cover shootings from time to time. But this one is one that's news to me. This gunfire erupted after a funeral and it killed this teenager and a man leaving and another person wounded. This happened in Rivera Beach, Florida, and the shooting happened at the Victory City Church shortly after 2.30 p.m. on Saturday. A 15-year-old boy and a 47-year-old man named Royce Freeman died at the scene. The teen's name uh, not immediately released. Police initially said a woman and a teenager were also wounded, but later released a statement Sunday saying the juvenile male was shot at a different location in Riviera Beach. And unfortunately, again, two people losing their life. Police said listening to devices in the area detected the sound of at least 13 gunshots fired. And again, all this at a funeral, funeral at this West Palm Beach suburb of Riviera Beach in Florida. Just a, a horrible scene from this Super Bowl weekend right there in the Super Bowl area, by the way. It's Black History Month, and at South Carolina State University, the HBCU in Orangeburg, South Carolina, South Carolina's only public HBCU, this university plans to unveil bronze bust of three students who were killed by bullets fired by officers during a civil rights protest in 1968. And it, I think it was the South Carolina Highway Patrol who fired those shots at that what's called Orangeburg Massacre. The bus will be dedicated as part of a 52nd anniversary commemoration of what many know in the civil rights world as the Orangeburg Massacre. And they were shot on February 8, 1968. The three were Samuel Hammond Jr., Delano Middleton, and Henry Smith, shot by troopers during a tense encounter after three days of protest over a segregated bowling alley in Orangeburg, South Carolina. The troopers claimed someone shot at them first, but there's never been evidence of anyone firing other than officers and that no one's claimed or proved that these shots came at the officers. Only the officers firing is the only thing that's been proven. But SC State there in Orangeburg are going to put up these busts of these three students killed in the 1968 Orangeburg Massacre. Tulane University in New Orleans has acquired the archives of author Anne Rice. Rice, a New Orleans native, and she wrote books like Interview with a Vampire. And this collection was a gift from Stuart Rose and the Stuart Rose Family Foundation to Tulane University's Howard Tilton Memorial Library. 
and they've got the complete archives of this best-selling author Anne rice and down that tulane's got it it would make it a lot more easier for those who are into her work she wrote 30 novels Anne rice did she went on and moved to california to attend university as a youngster and then spent much of her life there in the golden state but new orleans played a central role in a whole bunch of her fiction and now forever there at tulane in her hometown of new orleans going to house the collection of her work and it includes her first novel that was published in 1976 interview with a vampire which was set in new orleans french quarter the book of course later turned into a movie i don't know if y'all saw it i believe brad pitt who is a new orleans resident although i'm not sure if he uh, is i don't know if he lives there all the time i'm, I'm not totally sure but Anne rice the author who's still going at age 78 born howard allen francis o'brien is her birth name Anne rice new orleans author and now her work coming back to the big easy courtesy of tulane and their library there if you're a parent of a child with peanut allergies how about this story the fda has approved the first treatment for kids with peanut allergies and the approval on friday by the food and drug administration it's supposed to bring relief to families who've lived in fear of an accidental bite of peanuts at birthday parties and dates and in the school cafeteria and more and according to 18 year old nina nichols of washington it's a life changer according to nina and who had a first encounter with peanuts as a toddler and had to go to the emergency room i know this is a story near and dear to a lot of you maybe perhaps you have your own peanut allergies but these kids who have these awful stories and unfortunately we lose kids and and adults alike to peanut allergies they literally can die from these things and unfortunately it's been too long coming but it looks like perhaps perhaps we just might have a solution in this drug called palforzia developed by immune therapeutics and it promises to bring relief to families again who've lived in fear of having these peanut allergies for a long time the treatment is a specially prepared peanut powder swallowed daily in tiny amounts that are gradually increased over months it trains children's and teens bodies to better tolerate peanut so that an accidental bite is less likely to cause a serious reaction or in, as we said in some cases can kill you palforzia uses still most palforzia users still must avoid peanuts just like they always have i didn't realize that okay so it's not a solution to the whole peanut problem but it does protect you in case you have that accidental peanut bite you can get back maybe to normal and, and not have to go to the emergency room that's what we're hoping for they're getting out of control of the villages in florida yeah they really are there in sumter county florida <laughs> a man there who is a retiree that lives in the villages who's not a shy, he's not shy about his criticism of president donald trump in fact he rides around in a a golf cart with a big sign that says trump is a i think a compulsive liar is what it says i'm trying to read it here in the in the photo but it's making a lot of people mad but he he's actually been threatened over his anti-donald trump golf cart there in the villages in florida and this man ed mcginty is his name there at the villages he says i'm the one guy they can't intimidate i'm right back in your face if you give me a hard time and again he's been getting threats he believes it's because of that golf cart with anti-trump messages that he drives around there 
Trump carried the villages there in Florida with more than 60% of the vote in 2016. And I'm pretty sure he's gone there at least once as president. And even when he was campaigning as a civilian, he went to the villages specifically to try to get votes, to canvas for votes. And now this guy that lives there is getting some ugly looks there amongst the retirees. He said that people go by and give me a thumbs up. Others give me the middle finger. Well, that's what you're asking for there, Mr. McGinty, when you drive around in a golf cart, that you know this country either loves Donald Trump or hates it. I doubt too many people out here have uh, no opinion of the commander-in-chief. Well, he is the president of the United States, but I don't think he'll be president in the year 2040. But one person's already saying that they will be. They intend to be president of the United States in 2040 and that is former georgia gubernatorial candidate stacy abrams she was on tv this past weekend and she opened up about her political future and the direction this country might go with its choice of president and she was asked if a woman and a black woman could be president and she said yes absolutely and then she went on to say yes that's my plan and i'm very pragmatic now she also just to let you know she's teased in the past, the op- the option of maybe running for president, but ruled it out in August to focus on her program aimed at increasing voter turnout for Democrats. It's called Fair Fight 2020. If you'll go back to the Georgia gubernatorial campaign of, what was it, 2018, she claimed that that was stolen from her by Brian Kemp, that they were able to keep people from having their votes cast there in the Peach State. And she's the former state house minority leader in Georgia. And unfortunately, she lost that race. But now she's got her eyes on Washington, D.C. and not to be anybody's vice president, as it's been rumored that she might be a great candidate for vice president for one of these Democrats. She's saying she's going to be president. She will be president, is what she says. And it will be in 2040. So we'll have to stick around and see if we've got a President Abrams coming up in about 20 years stick around if you will and finally as we wrap our headlines up before we get to some of our business news across the southeast if you happen to be passing through hardeman county tennessee that's where you'll find great places like middleton and bolivar tennessee and grand junction tennessee there in west tennessee well officials there are warning people that they better be careful when they go in and buy their bubble gum because somebody opened up a pack of gum and they found razor blades in that pack of gum. The sheriff's office there in Bolivar issued an alert urging people to be careful when opening packages of gum because one purchased in the county contained three razor blades between the sticks of gum. The sheriff's office added the cellophane wrapper did not appear to be tampered with, so investigators believe it to be an issue from the packaging company. And that appeared to be the only case reported there in Hardeman County, Tennessee. I'm trying to zoom in. It looks like it's extra little pieces of extra gum and razor blades in your chewing gum. What a crazy, crazy thing coming to us from Bolivar, Tennessee and the Hardeman County Sheriff's Office. Makes you think twice when you get ready to go stick your fingers in that pack of gum and open up a couple of pieces of extra going forward, right? It sure will. Well, I'll tell you what, we've got something we're going to open up after the break, and it's going to be a whole bunch of great business news from the crowd, the Southland that you'll want to know what's going on. And we'll have those business items heading up in our Southern Business Report, and it's coming up next. (laughs) 
If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm gonna just rip this band-aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Get ready, set, go Gonna take you to the crystal and a picture show Well, the sky's the limit, there's no price too high Baby, you're the apple of my eye Got my paycheck in my pocket and some gas in the tank Honey, your love's better than money in the bank The Y'all Show continues. This is our Southern Business Report. John Rawl and a lot of business was held in South Florida this past weekend. It was Super Bowl 54. The Kansas City Chiefs emerged victorious over the San Francisco 49ers with a huge fourth quarter rally. And they get the win there. The second in the franchise's history, Super Bowl 54 goes to... KC. Well, a lot of you, millions of you tuned in to see the game. Millions of you tuned in to see commercials. If you watched it on television, you saw a variety of all types of commercials. In fact, you also saw campaign commercials. Michael Bloomberg had a one-minute commercial, I think, that cost him $11 million to be on the Super Bowl broadcast. President Trump had something on there as well as the Super Bowl generally brings in about 100 million viewers and it's been a big big boost to get these political candidates buying these multi-million dollar ads for the Super Bowl so 
perhaps your favorite company, your favorite political candidate perhaps had an ad and you got to see that and that helped generate the 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 numbers what you need to generate and gen up business going forward you also saw a lot of actors a lot of famous people on the super bowl ads and you had people like let's see saturday night alum rachel dratch was there david ortiz was in a commercial michelob ultra they had john cena and jimmy fallon doing a fun commercial there just i'm not going to do like a lot of shows here on this recap of the super bowl walk you through what was the good ones and the bad ones but they spent a lot of money and they're looking for something in return and those numbers are what they're looking for the numbers of you seeing those ads and then going and buying the product whatever that product just might be now how big of a deal was the super bowl on miami and miami gardens and south beach and all that well according to going back a few years and the numbers are still coming in people are still in south florida spending money buying airline tickets buying amtrak tickets or however they got to south florida but expected numbers is somewhere around 500 million dollars a half a billion dollars is what's expected to come out of this as you saw people go and go to fancy restaurants throughout the weekend and people just did not hold back as one place i think was charging 500 dollars a night to come in and stay and that some people would probably maybe call that a bargain especially if it was right near some of the super bowl fun but yes it's a huge huge plus to the local economy when you can have super bowls come to your to your community and i'm going to tell you where future super bowls are going to be happening in fact next year's super bowl will stay within the friendly confines of the sunshine state but yes it's a big big business boom for all types of businesses from uber i mean all the uber drivers that get extra business and the hotels of course the restaurants and just fashion people need to i guess look their best there in south beach and so everybody makes money off the super bowl and that is why people bid these things years and years in advance to get them and it's worth the investment now where is the super bowl headed in 2021 the super bowl will be held february 7th in tampa's raymond james stadium and that would be super bowl 55 super bowl 56 going to be at that brand new stadium for the rams and chargers out in la then it goes to arizona in 2023 but back in the south in 2024 as super bowl 58 will be at mercedes-benz stadium in new orleans february 4th of the year 2024 will be super bowl 58 and that's where our future super bowls are planning so go ahead and get your tickets now for the one in new orleans if you're if you're in dixie and you're looking for a, a cheap ticket you better go ahead and buy it now now what's going on in the world we told you at the start of the show this coronavirus seems to be getting a little bit scarier each and every day now the flu's killed a lot more people and it's going to kill a lot more people but this thing's pretty scary and they've got people quarantined for the first time i think since world war ii right now at several military installations in our country i don't even know where all they are i assume some might even be here in the south but all this fear over corona has stock prices fallen sharply on friday they fell as fear spread through the markets with that virus outbreak 
coming from China will dent global growth. The Dow Jones Industrial Average skidded more than 600 points, and the S&P 500 erased its gains for the month of January. So on Wall Street, people are pretty scared, and that's probably going to just keep getting a little bit scarier going forward. Now, one good thing, as I said, starting the show today is I don't know where you are and where you have cheap gas, but I saw gas prices for the first time in a long time under $2, and I was excited. I was very excited to see $1.97 for the gas that I pumped into my my car, and I was going to be taking that advantage of saving that money and, and putting it to good use, maybe give it to charity, but... Yes, some things are good, but yes, right now with this coronavirus, it's it's scary. We hope this thing goes away quickly, quickly, quickly. And it's causing some theme parks to shut down. I think Disney World or Disneyland, maybe both, are altering their schedules because of the scare of this virus. But let me tell you about something cool that's coming in the, in the future. And it's going to impact eight cities. The great toy game, the video game manufacturer, Atari, They've announced that they're going to open video game theme resorts in eight U.S. cities. <laughs> Look out, Disney World. This Atari system, which debuted back in the 80s. I had one. Maybe you had one. And if you were certainly a child of the 80s, you know about Atari. They've kind of been usurped by the Nintendos and the Xboxes, but they're still a great brand and throwback brand, if nothing else. But they're going to open something in Las Vegas and Phoenix. They're also looking to add here in the southeast something in Austin, as Austin's going to be joining Denver, Seattle, San Francisco, and San Jose with hotels that are sort of an Atari-themed hotel slash fun. Just going to be a great time. Atari, founded in 1972, became a pioneer in arcade games, video game consoles, and home computers, known for games such as Asteroid, Centipede, and Missile Command, and now I guess the closest one to the south is in Austin, and you can go there down the road. I don't have a date yet, but look for this thing as Atari getting into the video game theme resort business, adding eight places here in America for that. Austin and Atari. All right. And finally, Atlanta-based Chick-fil-A is in the news because we got Valentine's Day just around the corner, and how would you like to make your loved one love you in a way that they just would never be able to thank you enough. And that's because Chick-fil-A is about to offer something called chicken minis and chocolate chunk cookies. All this is part of an effort to bring a little love to Chick-fil-A. And all this will be with a heart-shaped box of nuggets just in time for Chick-fil-A. That's right. Through February 29th at participating Chick-fil-A restaurants, They'll give you a choice of 30-piece nuggets, a 10-count chicken minis, or six chocolate chunk cookies, all in a heart-shaped container. You can't get this through their app, unfortunately. And that is what's going on at Chick-fil-A. Don't forget, Waffle House has romantic dinners on Valentine's Day. And somewhere between these two Georgia companies, either Waffle House or Chick-fil-A, you can treat your loved one like you've never treated them before with a special Chick-fil-A 10, I guess is what this thing comes in, a container, a heart-shaped container that's got 30-piece nuggets, 10-count chicken minis, and six chocolate chunk cookies. I don't have a price on this. I guess the price varies wherever you're located, but that sure says I love you like no other way I can think of. 
<laughs> and that's our Southern Business Report. When we come back after the break, we've got hashtag hullabaloo for this start of the week edition of the Y'all Show. You don't want to miss it. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. This is the show that is about the South each and every weekday. We're here with you, providing you two hours of Southern greatness. And I'm your moderator. My name is John Rawl. And you can catch us here at y'all.com. That's our website. You can find us on Facebook, y'all.com. Just search for the y'all show, y'all.com there on Facebook and like our page. And we'll have all kinds of great information coming to you in your Facebook feed. More than you want, probably, but not too much. We, we have that correct balance. Just just enough, but not too little, okay? And that's what we offer here at y'all. All kinds of wonderful information that you're not going to get anywhere else about the south coming up in this hour we've got jerry short standing by the takapola storyteller and he's got something on his mind he just can't wait to get off and that is the recent conversation on cnn where they called trump supporters and i would say southern trump supporters credulous boomer rubes now go get your dictionary and find out what the heck rick wilson was talking about when he made that little smart aleck comment (laughs) and we're going to have some fun talking about that and more and is it okay to throw the south under the bus all that will be discussed with jerry short coming up in the next segment our our takipola storyteller let's begin this hour looking back at the weekend in the world of sports and of course on sunday evening in miami the kansas city chiefs they picked up their second super bowl victory in franchise history with a really really stunning 31 20 victory they were out of this game they were down 10 points i won't say they were totally out but they were they were just just things weren't working for patrick mahomes and company and then the fourth quarter came and kc got 21 points in that in that last stanza and they walk away from hard rock stadium winners of super bowl 54 with a 31 20 victory over the san francisco 49ers patrick mahomes led the chiefs to three touchdowns in the final six minutes and 13 seconds and that big deficit of being behind 20 to 10 they were able to overcome that there in the fourth quarter and get those three touchdowns and more and got that 31 20 victory what a what a an accomplishment for this original afl team maybe the granddaddy afl team based on the fact that lamar hunt the owner who started this team helped start the AFL, and now he's passed away, but his son and his wife there on the field for this celebration as this team that's on the fringe of the South, Kansas City, certainly in the Southeast, but not necessarily the Deep South. But they get the victory, and to Kansas City's credit, 
if you go back when they first moved from dallas where they were the texans to kansas city back in 1963 their original logo had a chief an indian there and in the background behind the chief was the states that included arkansas and missouri and even oklahoma a couple of our southern states mixed in with their logo when they were still in the american football league but kansas city gets the win and a big win there televised on fox sunday with the victory over the san francisco 49ers and they pick up again their second super bowl victory remember this is a team that in super bowl one lost pretty convincingly to the green bay packers but revenge has come to kc and there'll be a celebration there on the border between kansas and missouri for sure as Chiefs fans who are pretty adamant. One good thing about Kansas City Chiefs fans and the environment there at Arrowhead Stadium, it really is like a college atmosphere, maybe more than any other uh, NFL team. The fans show up. It looks like a college stadium, and they love their Chiefs, and they got a big win this week to get their second in franchise history congratulations chiefs now to the rewind of what happened on the hard court in college basketball this past weekend baylor the number one team in the land got a 68 52 victory over their revivalry rival in tcu that victory there in waco baylor continues to be atop the college basketball world with a great season with only one loss baylor 19 and 1 right now another team out of texas texas tech last year's runner-up in college basketball close game there in lawrence but they lose to the number three kansas jayhawks 78 75 the number five florida state seminoles they went on to blacksburg played virginia tech rather close game there but in the end fsu prevails with an 11 point win there at castle coliseum 74 63 over the hokies in raleigh louisville went to raleigh to play nc state over the weekend and they got a 20-point victory there at nc state also from the south in college basketball you had west virginia getting a pretty good win over kansas state 66 57 in the sec it was a top 20 battle between the auburn tigers and kentucky and i think the tp was thrown there at tumor's corner auburn gets the victory over uk 75 66 great win there for bruce pearl's team and in lsu at home able to serve court and serve the victory up against their rival from oxford lsu wins over mississippi 73 63 big upset in tulsa the golden hurricane out of the aac defeated wichita state 54 51 with a three-pointer at the buzzer to win there and the golden hurricane who have a very good record 15 and 6 is tulsa right now and they pull off the win over greg marshall's wichita state shockers and that's the report on all things southern college basketball from the weekend at least teams in the top 25 florida resident sophia kinnon she wins the australian open for her first grand slam title this is the young tennis player 21 years old that was born in russia but really her whole life's been living in florida and now she picks up this big win against two-time major champion garbine margruza there at the australian open and she gets her first as we said her first major congratulations to floridian sophia kennan winning the women's australian open now on the men's side we had a usual name there with a victory novak djokovic he wins against dominic theme his eighth australian victory djokovic there the serbian tennis player 
and that wraps up the first major of 2020 the australian open with those two winning the big prize there down under and finally to the world of golf i love this tournament that they have in scottsdale arizona this time each year and that's the tpc the event the course there tpc scottsdale the waste management phoenix open they got that massive gallery there with probably twenty thousand screaming fans and cool calm collective webb simpson the north carolinian and wake forest alum and a major winner himself he was able to win in extra holes and he beat his friend Tony Finau on a extra hole there at TPC Scottsdale. And he wins the 2020 Waste Management Phoenix Open in a playoff. And a big win there for what's really a great guy. A really good, solid golf player and just a, just a great Southerner. Webb Simpson winning again on the PGA Tour there in Phoenix this past weekend and that's a quick look back at the weekend in sports here on the show that's all about the south when we come back after this time out we're going to take a look back to something that was on cnn just last week don lemon baton rouge is on lsu alum he was just laughing it up with political commentator rick wilson a never trumper who's based in tallahassee florida and these two i'm sorry we're poking fun at y'all and i don't like it and jerry short might not like it and we're going to play that clip from cnn and we're going to let you hear it and maybe you've got something to say about it y'all show at y'all.com by the way if you want to hit us up during the break on an email 803-816-1170 is that number again to text or call so we'll have this discussion about what they had to say specifically the little term used against us especially if you're a baby boomer the term was credulous credulous boomer rube what the heck's he talking about well we'll talk about it next here on the y'all show My mother was very familiar with her neighborhood, but one day she stopped at the stop sign and she wasn't even really sure where she was at. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is the show that is about the South each and every weekday. We're here with you providing you two hours of Southern greatness. And I'm your moderator. My name is John Rawl, and you can catch us here at y'all.com. That's our website. You can find us on Facebook, y'all.com. Just search for the y'all show, y'all.com there on Facebook and like our page. And we'll have all kinds of great information coming to you in your Facebook feed more than you want probably but not too much we we have that correct balance just just enough but not too little okay and that's what we offer here at y'all all kinds of wonderful information that you're not going to get anywhere else about the south coming up in this hour we've got jerry short standing by the takapola storyteller and he's got something on his mind he just can't wait to get off and that is the recent conversation on cnn where they called Trump supporters, and I would say Southern Trump supporters, credulous boomer 
rubes. Now go get your dictionary and find out what the heck Rick Wilson was talking about when he made that little smart aleck comment. <laughs> and we're going to have some fun talking about that and more. And is it okay to throw the South under the bus? All that will be discussed with Jerry Short coming up in the next segment, our, our Takipola Storyteller. Let's begin this hour looking back at the weekend in the world of sports. And of course, on Sunday evening in Miami, the Kansas City Chiefs, they picked up their second Super Bowl victory in franchise history with a really, really stunning 31-20 victory. They were out of this game. They were down 10 points. I won't say they were totally out, but they were... They were just, just things weren't working for Patrick Mahomes and company. And then the fourth quarter came and KC got 21 points in that, in that last stanza. And they walk away from Hard Rock Stadium winners of Super Bowl 54 with a 31 20 victory over the San Francisco 49ers. Patrick Mahomes led the Chiefs to three touchdowns in the final six minutes and 13 seconds. And that big deficit of being behind 20 to 10, they were able to overcome that there in the fourth quarter and get those three touchdowns and more and got that 31-20 victory. What a what a, an accomplishment for this original AFL team, maybe the granddaddy AFL team, based on the fact that Lamar Hunt, the owner who started this team, helped start the AFL. And now he's passed away, but his son and his wife there – on the field for this celebration as this team that's on the fringe of the South, Kansas City, certainly in the Southeast, but not necessarily the deep South. But they get the victory. And to Kansas City's credit, if you go back when they first moved from Dallas, where they were the Texans, to Kansas City back in 1963, their original logo had a chief, an Indian there, and in the background behind the chief was the states that included Arkansas and Missouri and even Oklahoma. A couple of our southern states mixed in with their logo when they were still in the American Football League. But Kansas City gets the win and a big win there televised on Fox Sunday with the victory over the San Francisco 49ers. And they pick up again their second Super Bowl victory. Remember, this is a team that in Super Bowl one lost pretty convincingly to the Green Bay Packers, but revenge has come to KC, and there'll be a celebration there on the border between Kansas and Missouri for sure as Chiefs fans who are pretty adamant. One good thing about Kansas City Chiefs fans and the environment there at Arrowhead Stadium, it really is like a college atmosphere, maybe more than any other uh, NFL team. The fans show up. It looks like a college stadium, and they love their Chiefs, and they got a big win this week to get their second in franchise history. Congratulations, Chiefs. Now to the rewind of what happened on the hard court in college basketball this past weekend. Baylor, the number one team in the land, got a 68-52 victory over their rivalry rival in TCU, that victory there in Waco. Baylor continues to be atop the college basketball world with a great season with only one loss. Baylor 19-1 and right now. Another team out of Texas, Texas Tech, last year's runner-up in college basketball. Close game there in Lawrence, but they lose to the number three Kansas Jayhawks 78-75. The number five Florida State Seminoles, they went on to Blacksburg, played Virginia Tech, rather close game there, but in the end, FSU prevails with an 11-point win there at Castle Coliseum, 74-63 over the Hokies. 
in Raleigh. Louisville went to Raleigh to play NC State over the weekend, and they got a 20-point victory there at NC State. Also from the South in college basketball, you had West Virginia getting a pretty good win over Kansas State, 66 57 in the sec it was a top 20 battle between the auburn tigers and kentucky and i think the tp was thrown there at tumor's corner auburn gets the victory over uk 75 66 great win there for bruce pearl's team and in lsu at home able to serve court and serve the victory up against their rival from oxford lsu wins over mississippi 73 63 big upset in tulsa the golden hurricane out of the aac defeated wichita state 54 51 with a three-pointer at the buzzer to win there and the golden hurricane who have a very good record 15 and 6 is tulsa right now and they pull off the win over Greg Marshall's Wichita State Shockers. And that's the report on all things Southern college basketball from the weekend, at least teams in the top 25. Florida resident Sophia Kinnon, she wins the Australian Open for her first Grand Slam title. This is the young tennis player, 21 years old, that was born in Russia, but really her whole life's been living in Florida. And now she picks up this big win against two-time major champion Garbine Margruza there at the Australian Open, and she gets her first, as we said, her first major. Congratulations to Floridian Sophia Kennan winning the Women's Australian Open. Now, on the men's side, we had a usual name there with a victory, Novak Djokovic. He wins against Dominic Thiem, his eighth Australian victory, Djokovic there, the Serbian tennis player. And that wraps up the first major of 2020, the Australian Open, with those two winning the big prize there down under. And finally, to the world of golf, I love this tournament that they have in Scottsdale, Arizona this time each year. And that's the TPC, the event, the course there, TPC Scottsdale, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. They got that massive gallery there with probably 20,000 screaming fans. And Cool Calm Collective Webb Simpson, the North Carolinian and Wake Forest alum and a major winner himself, he was able to win in extra holes and he beat his friend Tony Finau on a extra hole there at TPC Scottsdale. And he wins the 2020 Waste Management Phoenix Open in a playoff. And a big win there for what's really a great guy. A really good, solid golf player and just a, just a great Southerner. Webb Simpson winning again on the PGA Tour there in Phoenix this past weekend. And that's a quick look back at the weekend in sports here on the show that's all about the South. When we come back after this time out, we're going to take a look back to something that was on CNN just last week. Don Lemon, Baton Rouge is on, LSU alum. He was just laughing it up with political commentator Rick Wilson, a never Trumper who's based in Tallahassee, Florida. And these two, I'm sorry. We're poking fun at y'all, and I don't like it, and Jerry Short might not like it, and we're going to play that clip from CNN, and we're going to let you hear it, and maybe you've got something to say about it. Y'all show at y'all.com, by the way, if you want to hit us up during the break on an email, 803-816-1170 is that number again to text or call. So we'll have this discussion about what they had to say, specifically the little term used against us, especially if you're a baby boomer. The term was credulous credulous boomer rube what the heck's he talking about 
Well, we'll talk about it next here on The Y'all Show. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. And hello, welcome to the Y'all Show. John Rawl here with you on the program that is all about the South. This is the Y'all Show, and each and every Monday, we're just so thrilled to have the Takapola Storyteller join us here on the All Southern Program. Jerry Short is who we're talking about. And if you have a question or comment, you can connect to Jerry any old time you feel like it. Jerry at 803-816-1170 is how you can maybe share your own short story to our Takapola storyteller. But without further ado, let's bring on the man, the myth, the legend, Jerry Short into the Y'all Show. Hello, Jerry. Hey, man. What's going on? Well, uh, we're glad to have you, you, sir. with some Southern talk. I'm glad you started. But I had a little Southern stuff to get off my chest. Uh-oh. And... uh not necessarily, not necessarily a story from the past, but kind of one from the semi-present. And uh, I don't know if you heard this uh, terminology, but I think it fits me pretty good. Credulous boomer rube. You know, Jerry, I'd never heard that term in my entire life. I don't think I've heard of any of those except boomer, and I wasn't sure yeah. the way it was used, what exactly the way it was being used for. But I think you're referencing the interview last week on CNN that Don Lemon's show had with a guy named Rick Wilson, who's out of Tallahassee, Florida. Right. And he kind of threw the South under the bus, in my opinion. What did uh, you think? Well, that was my opinion, too. And, uh, of course, you know, I know what a rube is. And, well, tell me, what's and, a rube? I didn't learn that word in school. Well, I've worked, <laughs> I've worked, I've had two rubes work for me that we call rube to their face and nobody got offended you know like that you know i had a guy that uh picked cotton with my daddy and his we called him rube big rube big rube big guy and then i had one when i was with international paper planted pine trees and he was another big rube and uh so you know we didn't think anything about that but when you go to putting them all together and you throw boomer in front of rube what do you think is that a sonic sonic boom or what is that no it's a boomer it's uh the 1946 to 1964 age group, which uh, I just happened to bracket that perfect. <laughs> That's the year I graduated from high school. I think I graduated. It's the year I got out of high school, and it's the um, uh, year I was born. So I'm a original first-time boomer, boom. And I believe the next one is the X, uh, X, X boomers or whatever you want to call yourself. So I got, you know, it made me really mad when I first heard about it. 
And then, then I saw a clip. I didn't see it live on CNN, but I very, very seldom watch CNN. But I saw um, a, the the replay of it and Lemon collapsing on his desk and laughing so much as Wilson and Ali kept going on and they was dumping on President Trump and just kept going with that kind of stuff. And and the three were talking about a segment I think that. Uh, that the Secretary of State had had on maybe uh, uh, one of the other networks or something. And, um, you know, they asked him to, uh, she had she had asked uh, Secretary of State, um, Mike Pompeo, how do you pronounce it? Mike, Mike Pompeo. Pompeo. Mike Pompeo. And uh, it asked him, to, um, asked him to point Ukraine, um, he asked her rather, I think, on a blank map. So this set, uh, that's it, Wilson, and them off the talking southern. Yeah. Well, well, Jerry, let, let, let me put you on pause because I think okay. the best way to explain to people what exactly we're talking about is to go right to the source here, and that's what we're going to do on the Y'all Show as we okay. go to CNN and that conversation that was a part of Don Lemon's show with Rick Wilson, a Tallahassee-based never-Trumper. I've been watching CNN since 2015 with this guy on there, and mm-hmm. he came out early on, I believe, he was a jeb bush disciple and he was very strong against trump in the republican primary he's been strong against trump all these years and he and don lemon of baton rouge louisiana so you got a louisiana guy and a florida guy in my opinion and i think in your opinion also making fun in the south let's let our listeners and our viewers here on the y'all show hear this see this and then formulate their own opinion but jerry let's first go to the source again from cnn this is that so-called controversial piece here that we'll right. weigh in after we get a chance to hear from Don Good. Lemon and his conversation with conservative or so-called Republican political strategist Rick Wilson. He also knows deep in his heart that Donald Trump couldn't find Ukraine on a map if you had the letter U and a picture of an actual physical crane <laughs> next to it. He knows that this is, you know, an, an administration defined by ignorance of the world. And so that's partly him playing to their base and playing to their audience, uh, you know, the, the, the credulous boomer rube demo that backs Donald Trump um, that, that wants to think that, that, that Donald Trump's a smart one. And they're, oh, y'all, y'all, y'all elitists are dumb. You, you elitists with your geography and your maps and your spelling, even though my path and you're reading. Yeah, you're reading. You know, your geography, knowing other countries, sipping your latte. All those lines on the map. <laughs> Only them elitists know where Ukraine is. Sorry, I apologize. But by, but by the way, Ukraine. Oh, my God. But, but, but you know what? But, but it was Rick's fault. I blame Rick. Oh but, you know, but, but in all honesty, but all, blame you know what Rick. NPR should Why do? Why not? Sorry, hold on. You, wait, wait. Can wait, I tell give you what? Me a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> that was good. Sorry. Rick, you, that you, was a good one. I needed that. Laugh so plenty. <laughs> Let me put my head down, Jerry. I got my head down on my desk here on the Y'all Show after seeing and, and hearing that clip there, courtesy of CNN from Baton Rouge and LSU alum Don Lemon and his guest there, Rick Wilson. There was another pundit there that was a part of that that I don't think is that big of a deal. My biggest concern here, Jerry Short, as we talk with our Takapola storyteller on this piece that 
after hearing it last week, Jerry, this thing got a lot of a lot of traction. I think Rush Limbaugh talked about it on his show last week. It was all over Fox News and more. I'm not even right. sure President Trump might have weighed on this thing. He, but- he did. I think he kind of. A lot of people say he kicked it off. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, um, myself being a boomer rube or whatever you want to call. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's make sure we get it all down. Credulous boomer rube. Right. C R E D U L. Which means credulous means a person that's credulous to me. Credulous to me means that you're quick to believe anything that anybody tells you, or you're. It's even without you're not even trustworthy. You're an easy target. Yeah, you know that's to me that's credulous. I don't, I don't know what it means to you. It's uh, close. that's good. I mean, my last name's not Webster or Merriam, so that sounds great to me. Okay, so anyway, then follow that up with Boomer, and we all know that you know the forty six to sixty four uh, years that you're a brave baby Boomer, and you know, and they they consider that also baby Boomers. The other generation, some of them consider a baby boomer, a person without knowledge, you know, and they go into a person that can't operate uh, in the modern world because of the high tech stuff that's been developed since uh, baby boomers come in with cell phones and computers and, and whatnot. And, you know, they're probably right on me. But the rude part, um, you know, they can definitely be right on me, but... Uh, the rude part, you know. Are you a country bumpkin? Come on now. Well, Answer the yeah, question. I'm, yeah, yeah, I can't deny that. And, uh, and you know, that word just implies stuff like uh, you're unsophisticated and you don't have any manners or any culture or education or anything. So you throw all three of those together, and, boy, that makes a long word. That's longer than that I established some terrorism. But uh, you can go back to, to Ukraine. How many of the, these people? can tell you i mean i can tell you a little bit about it but i haven't studied ukraine i know it's poland and romania maybe joining in russia and then they join the black sea and it's in europe you know and it's a couple other countries in that uh in that vicinity that uh, i can't think of right offhand but however you know i you know what's what's the big deal about uh laughing so much <laughs> when you were laughing a while ago i hope you didn't get your hanky out like lemon did and blot his eyes like a girl, you know. It's just, just, and and you know, I don't, I don't care for Don Lemon because, you know, he's really liberal and he's got his agenda. And we had one on Fox, Shepard Smith, and they kind of two peas in a pod. If you take Lemon and you take Smith, and and Smith is an old Miss man, Lemon an LSU man, and they both laugh at us. I was, I was. Uh, doing an interview with the athletic director at Ole Miss one time, and I was in his office, and, and uh, I got a phone call, and I took it, and an athletic director who was a friend of mine said, uh, and I was doing a story on something he had written, and uh, he said, uh, can't you can't you uh, multitask? When Shepard Smith's in here, he's the best multitasker in the world. He can do three or four <laughs> things at once. You know, he was just rubying me as a joke, playing. But, you know, you let all that just run off your back, but when you put all three or four things together – I wonder if Lemon would make fun of another friend of mine, temporary friend of mine, still is, I guess, if I'd see him, would be uh, Coach O. Oh, uh, Coach Coach Ed Olgeron of the LSU see, he's Tigers. From, he's from the, the Rose Cutoff on Bayou Lafouche, played for a high school team down there at the uh, the Rose uh, Cutoff Tarpons. 
and uh, I know him. I've been in his guy box, and uh, he talks a, a little bit southern, deeper southern than us. So uh, I wonder what Lemon would say about his 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 speech. But uh, you know, I got to thinking about all those things, and I'd let them work me up. And you know, they really didn't have to because I think if you know, as I look back at it, you know, our generation, and I know my generation is below your generation, John. Uh, but we got a lot of. I don't things. know what you mean quite by that statement. Well, when I say baby boomer, you were born after the baby boomer generation. Okay. So that would, you'd make you an X, right? I don't know what I am. I'm the I, Y generation. I, I, that would be the y'all generation. <laughs> yeah, well, y'all, for sure. We're all y'all. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Y uh, uh, baby boomer. But, you know, as I got to thinking about all the things that went on, you know, and, and the things that we, uh, that we got to do that that next generation will never get to do and i wouldn't swap it for anything growing up and 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 what just hitching a mule up to a wagon now you think anybody in any other generation they're going to be playing with their computer and they're going to be playing with their uh cell phone but if you take a double tree or a single tree and you hitch a mule up to a wagon or you go over to your blacksmith shop on your farm and you do this or you pick cotton with a, another rube like yourself. All those things are things that I'm kind of proud of. And, uh, you know, I learned a heck of a lot doing those. You know, it might have been making sog of molasses down in the woods lot in front of our uh, grandfather's house where we'd hook a mule to a grinder and shoot sugar cane up in it. Uh, sog of uh, uh, cane here, sugar cane south of here and make molasses and put them in a gallon tin bucket and uh, and divide them up with the community. I mean, if you take those kind of things, they'll never experience that. They'll never have that. Man, Go that, fishing. that is a, a, a disservice to the whole world. Jerry, I want to hear more about this. We're going to hear more about this. I want to have you weigh in on my thought on what we heard from Don Lemon and also Rick Wilson as they were on CNN the other day making these ha-ha-ha funny statements. These are two Southerners. Did they throw the South under the bus? Is it okay to use the South as your punching bag, and is it easily something you can get away with if you do it? We'll discuss that with Jerry Short. We'll be right back as we continue on with more of the Y'all Show and our Takapola Storyteller. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Keeps coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you. And I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. (laughs) 
How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Welcome to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. This is the program that we cover the South and a whole lot more. We've got our Takapola storyteller on with us today, and that's Jerry Short, and we're glad to have him aboard. I'm John Rawl. It's great to have you aboard the All Y'all Show. Our number, if you'd like to connect with us at any time, is 803-816-1170. Also, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Y'all Show. And don't forget that Y'all and so much that we have going on in the world of y'all is right there at y'all.com y-a-l-l.com the ultimate guide to the south is y'all.com and there if you go there you'll see archives of the y'all show and you'll see this right here not only the interview posted the audio interview but also our conversation with our takapola storyteller jerry short is on the y'all tv at y'all.com at y'all.com on facebook and so much more we're doing our part to keep all y'all we're keeping up with the south that's what we do here on the talk show that is all about the southeast let's return back to jerry short we were mentioning in the previous segment about the conversation cnn anchor don lemon had on his late show with a couple of guys who are political strategists one is rick wilson out of tallahassee florida and he was joining in don lemon the other day talking about president trump and the recent controversy of secretary of state mike pompeo getting into a little dust up with a reporter and something was said about finding ukraine on the map and then Lemon and Wilson went on a little bit further to pick on the South, in my opinion, using their, you know, very, very heavy Southern accent, intentional Southern accent, even though they both should have them naturally. And that's got me and, and Jerry Short here, our Takapola storyteller, a little worked up here on today's program. So the question I ask as we went into break is these two guys who were, this is what made me mad. They're certainly welcome to go on CNN and and say dumb things and, and look like fools and laugh and have a good time. That's fine. 
most of the conservative audience out there would not have even seen this thing. My problem, what made me so darn mad, if, if anything made me mad, Jerry Short, is the fact that these are two of our own, Louisiana and Florida, making the South kind of a punching bag. And the national pundits kind of made this more about Trump, Trump supporters being right. credulous boomer rubes, people who are willing oh. to believe anything that are baby boomers, baby boomers, and they're also country bumpkins. That's what that translates to. I think because of the way they were using their accent, Jerry, that they were really just using the South as a punching bag. Is it okay to well, use the South as a punching bag? Yeah, well, I think Rube would be Southern. I don't know if okay. that would spread out. Boomer obviously would, you know, but I don't, I don't know if, if Rube would. But obviously, you know, it was meant to question our Southern intelligence and heritage. It just the way they the way they discussed it, the way they talked to me. That's what I got. Out. A lot of people felt the same way. That's my immediate reaction. Although when you host a show called Y'all and it's all about the South, you're a little defensive about anything about the South. We're not going to put up with people bashing any of our people. No. And I think you asked before you we went to break or went uh, something about was it okay to throw darts at the South, at the Southern, at our Southern wildlife and our Southern accents and things of that nature. And, you know, you don't it's kind of funny and i'll tell you a quick quick uh short story hey that, that's uh, what we have you on here for short stories with friend, jerry short a friend of mine who is a principal in uh one of the major school systems in uh the jackson area he he and i um went on a, i had to I, I had to get some a timber deed signed out on the west coast and he wanted to ride with me so we went all through the country and up through uh, all the way up to South Dakota and across, you know, into uh, Idaho. And, uh, and we went through Idaho and then we went in uh, to Washington State and we stopped in a place in Washington State. And we went in a little cafe one morning, got a breakfast. And the way we were talking, this friend of mine, he made a, just a slight error. They had a special that said uh, a two egg omelet with bacon and uh and such and such, what toast, whatever came with it. And I said, uh, I'll have your special. And then this friend of mine, who is an educated uh, principal, he said, uh, I'll take, uh, I'll take uh, the same thing, and I want my eggs over easy. So it meant, obviously, that it was made with a, the omni was made with two eggs. But uh, they laughed, and they sent, they sent everybody from the back of the kitchen out to, Ask if we needed anything else to drink, just to laugh at our accent. <laughs> so we were we were just north of Spokane. Went on across the Columbia River. Went on up into British Columbia. Crossed up in there. And he got he got so offended that he wouldn't speak. He wouldn't order when we'd stop and eat. We went to British Columbia. Went into Vancouver. But we went to Hope first. Hope, uh, British Columbia. And of course that was in Canada. But they still like uh, made fun of the way we talked. I could tell he was making fun of me. When I ordered, hey, but what are you what are you talking about? Yeah, well, that's exactly what you said. And uh, so we went on into Vancouver, and then we went on down, and we, when we crossed back in the United States in Seattle, we got out to Seattle, and we stopped at a restaurant. I forget called a Black Angus restaurant. It's a chain of them up down the west coast, and in a steakhouse, and we went in there and we ordered, and um, he thought you know it was okay by now, and he ordered, and they laughed at him. And it was the dangerous thing you ever saw. Then he shut up and told me to order. I mean, Jerry, well, I, I hate to bust your friend's bubble, but 
I think you're on the scale of southern accents that are borderline kind of maybe uh, not being maybe an Ivy League sounding accent. I'd say you're pretty far away from Ivy League. You're more like Kudzu League. (laughs) I I think it's because I've been all over this country and – I probably don't have the you know a regular accent. No, you got a southern. You got a good southern accent. I think I got a pretty good southern accent too. But okay, you don't yeah. sound like you just got off. And trust me, I've done this. I've I actually off fallen a off truck. a turnip truck and a collard yeah. green truck. I don't know if you have. Yeah, I fell off a, a cotton wagon. So <laughs> Not the same. same. Not the same situation. So to make it real quick. We went on down into Oregon, and we had the same situation. We hit the coast of Oregon, and I'd worked out there for this timber company before. We had a paper mill or two out there at Coos Bay, Oregon. And I come back through, and we come to Medford, Oregon, on the California border. And the hostess set us down. And another waitress came back, not the one that we were supposed to have. And she was understanding every word I was saying. If I could say it, she could understand it. And then I, I said, lady how can you understand me when we've just come three, 3,000 miles and couldn't hardly anyone understand a word that would say it. And she's, she said, I'm from Texas. They sent me out here to wait on y'all. <laughs> so, so, so I guess, you know, it's kind of common, uh, knowledge that, uh, they, they, they take our accent. But what I've learned is, uh, with what few girls I've met in my life, most of them want to hear you talk. They, uh, if they're from somewhere else, they want to hear that southern accent. They love it, and so you know, for them to belittle it was a complete uh, different situation. And if you're trying to get a date, or you got you're talking to a girl in uh, in New Mexico or Arizona or wherever, California, even. But I've had them in California. They just love your accent. So uh, yeah, I guess it's all right to poke fun at us. But be careful what you poke fun at, because it may come back and haunt you. Yeah. And, uh, and I believe it will. Well, these guys on CNN were certainly making fun, in my opinion, heavy of yeah. the Southeast. And unfortunately, we don't really have a, a Southern defamation project like, let's say, the anti-defamation deal the, the, the yeah, Jews right. have. And there's no... <laughs> the southern poverty well, law center doesn't necessarily jump in and defend the south per se and so yeah. that's what our job here jerry you and i have a new title maybe we can get a bunch of government defend, grants well i'm going to defend it for uh, from now on and and i uh, have in the past this is not my this is my now my first rodeo okay and uh, with defending the southern policies and uh accents and history and and intellect you know it's a lot of people I may not happen to be one of those persons that uh, has a pretty good college degree that uh, would stack up with some of the Ivy League schools, but we do have those type people, you know. Yeah. We have Rhodes Scholars, and uh, I'm not I'm not talking about ROAD Scholars. <laughs> We've got Rhodes Scholars, and, and so, you know, they can point a finger all they want to. You know, I believe the University of Mississippi at one time, I know they had more Rhodes scholar athletes than any other university in the country and you know that's been a long time ago that may have fallen off but uh, it was that way in the 60s and 70s but anyway well that 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 school you just referenced which actually they gave me a degree for some reason they actually (laughs) just got the highest amount of road scholars of the entire southeastern conference have come out of oxford mississippi i think they've had 27 now that's one more than vanderbilt 
Now, you know, that's unbelievable. And that's 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 not politics all the way. It's got some politics in it. But, uh, you know, a lot of your a lot of your personal views of the modern uh, PC world are probably thrown in there. But, uh, you know, a lot of stuff's come out of Oxford, Mississippi. And, uh, and you've got Nobel Peace Prizes and you've got uh, Nobel uh, literature and you got all kind of stuff that's come out. You got three Miss Americas back when Miss America was a real beauty pageant. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, got, up until mm-hmm. the last year or two, the director of the Miss America pageant lived in Oxford. <laughs> that's right. A little controversy is why he's no longer that. that. But that is right. Sam Haskell, and, uh, who I'm referencing there. But yeah, yeah, just, just that one little crossroads in northern Mississippi is one example of how a lot of people don't think how the South can come up and have such greatness well we are great and mississippi in many people's eyes is the worst state in the country and oh, maybe in God. some ways it is but in a lot of ways it's not you can make that right. judgment on every single state i want to hear with jerry weigh in on the entire south just in case you don't know this the south as it has for many many years is the fastest growing region in the united states oh by the way the south is also the largest region of the united states of america absolutely and that's because we factor in florida and texas and every state from the atlantic to the gulf and more we're the largest region so don't let the north bully us around the northwest in my opinion is completely irrelevant the midwest has good parts but we outnumber them and we have a whole lot more going than california in my opinion that's a disaster there oh gosh you you tell me you know about that one and you know, and I've been, and I've never taken these things as insults, but I was talking to Gene Hackman, you know, the actor. Oh, yeah, Gene Hackman, sure. I was talking How's Gene to him doing him. these days? Well, last time I talked to him, he was filming Mississippi Burning. Oh, okay. They, it's been they, a few years. Mississippi. That, that uh, actually, I, I, a, a movie that hasn't really helped the Southeast. No, it was anti, and I didn't know it at the time, or I wouldn't have been so friendly with him, but I ate with them. They was having their meal, and it, they they usually cater those meals in it. They were filming this uh, at the courthouse in Vaden, Mississippi. And I was working, and I pulled up, and I got to talking to him. And we were in there talking uh, outside. Actually, it was outside under tent. And we were talking, and I said, can't you, can't you find me a spot in this movie? I want to play some kind of stand-in. He <laughs> said, what do you do? And I said, I can play a redneck really good. He, <laughs> said, he said, wait a minute. Ever since I've been in Mississippi – I've noticed you will have a lot of competition. <laughs> so, Gene Hackman, he, you know, he was calling uh, us a lot of rednecks, but he said it in fun. And it didn't offend me at all. I mean, if you can say it that way, that's fine. Because we can make fun of any Yankee upstate New York and Anorotic acts wherever Eli Manning's moving to, I think. Oh, is that where he's going? I think he bought a house up there for eight and a half million. Huh? And, uh, He's selling his in Oxford for uh, three and a half million. So maybe needed the money. He's only worth 150 million. But um, <laughs> anyway, he's probably going to build another one in Oxford or something. I, I don't know for sure what he's going to do. But anyway, we can make fun of uh, anybody in any part of this country, and uh, and and nobody's without uh, uh, some kind of blight on their record or their family's history or where they came from everybody didn't pass through ellis island right no you know some of us came through charleston south carolina 
And, that's uh, where my family came from. That's what I figured. So, uh, and and look at your family today. And, yeah, they're know, two hours know, inland from Charleston. They've come a long way. <laughs> they've come up. They they didn't have to go very far to come a long way either. And you know that's mine went a long way to have a. You know, I look like my our farm and our house and my grandparents' house looks like you've just walked in Cracker Barrel Restaurant and looked up on the ceiling. You know, we used all those tools and all those things. So it's nothing that's not recognizable to me when I go in a Cracker Barrel. So, but that's all good. Well, I, I heard you say earlier, if we're talking with our Takapola storyteller, Jared Short, and you were kind of bragging about using a mule and all that. And I, I guess I feel shortchanged with my own childhood, literally growing up on a farm. I did grow, I swear, Scout's Honor, I grew up on a okay. farm. But we didn't have mules, so did I Did I really have a shortchanged childhood? No, but it was a heck of a lot of fun because when you watch Gunsmoke and and you watch Burt Reynolds as a blacksmith, you know exactly what he's doing. You know exactly what what he's got in his uh, in it. he's making a horseshoe. You know exactly how he's bending it, and uh, he's got leather work. So you've done that, and uh, that's things. Of course, that's movies that they still play because they can't come up with anything fresh. Hollywood's got a, a counterfeit every movie they come out with now, and they'll go. They'll be able to go back to. Uh, what was it, Seven Coins in a Fountain or something? Or Sound of Music? No telling what they'll come up with next. Be the same thing that we saw in the 60s and in 50s. So, um, and, and and let's then, not just throw Hollywood under the bus while we're at it. Just about every media form doesn't know how to come up with creative stuff. That's why the Y'all Show is growing like kudzu. We have a original, unique, kudzu. fun, and educational take on every show we do, especially we have our Takapola storyteller, Jerry Short, joining us. Well, let me tell you something about kudzu. And, uh, Please. Just quick. Well, well, right now we're enjoying our kudzu-free time of year, but here in That's about right. two months it'll be taken back over. Well, kudzu is usually the last thing to uh, turn green. And the, and the first thing that frost kicks out and makes brown. However, when they first come out with kudzu, you know, it was all, we'd farm this country to death and we didn't have, uh, we didn't rotate our crops. We'd farm the same land every year. And then when we quit farming after the Civil War, it all washed away and made gullies. So there were gully plugs everywhere. So in the 50s, they come out with this thing called uh, YLT. It was a uh, Tallahatchie, uh, uh, Yazoo yeah, uh, uh, government project that they had to uh, reclaim the land. So you had your choice of kudzu or pine trees. And most people took pine trees, but some people, if you ride through the south now, you'll see a lot of kudzu. And then when I got to buying uh, land for this timber company I worked for, I would go to a place and I'd say, okay, what you got over here? Where's your land? And he'd point it out. And I'd say, well, it's nothing but kudzu over there, you know. And you'd fall through it and you'd fall 50 feet till you get the bottom <laughs> and you'd have your kudzu. And you'd be a snake or something down there, or a possum or, or a raccoon or a bobcat. And you'd be glad to get out of there. But you couldn't buy that land because the bare land value was zero because it took as much to reclaim the land back as it did but if you had pine trees on it it was valuable but you, those people that had put kudzu i don't know what they had against pine but they t- they would say i wouldn't let a pine tree walk across my line 
carried with somebody. If what? it comes on my property, it's dead. I wanted kudzu, but as it turned out, the pine was so much more valuable than the kudzu. Kudzu was a zero, and it still is. If you look at lamb with kudzu on it, yeah. there's nothing on it but a washed-out gully. But it's pretty, you know. Well, they, they they really like it in some places. It's, I've seen postcards down around Vicksburg where they call them castles and kudzu this and, you know, just all that stuff. But once you get to the bottom, you, the nitty-gritty, you don't have anything. And that's what we do here on the Y'all Show. We get to the nitty-gritty. We get to the bottom of everything, especially when our own people like Don Lemon on CNN and Rick Wilson, the Tallahassee-based political strategist, they go on national television and bash this part of the country. We here at the YDF, the Y'all Defense Force, are going to stand up to all those turncoats and at least give them a little grief. Jerry Short, we can't thank you enough for coming back on the Y'all Show, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. In fact, you brought up a subject that I want to have you continue on. You're talking about being a credulous boomer rube. I want you to talk about what it was like to be back in those days prior to, let's say, indoor plumbing, because that's another fun thing that I didn't get to experience. I bring that to your front door. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or about out 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 back door too or whatever yeah, they called outhouse and i'll, I'll bring a uh, cut out of a quarter moon oh can't wait for that jerry right. always a pleasure thank you and you're our favorite credulous boomer rube man i couldn't think of a better way to end it all Thanks right so much all right jerry short everybody well that will wrap up this segment of the y'all show and that will wrap up y'all here for this monday edition i'm john rawl signing off we'll be right back here on tuesday with an all-new y'all show don't forget to go on y'all.com and find the podcast edition of the show and of course the y'all tv edition of the show plus all of our multiple interviews we've done for y'all tv available at the website y'all.com and y'all com on facebook until we meet again tuesday john rawl the general of all things southern and also a proud credulous almost boomer rube signing off If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Beep's coming. You know what to do. Hey, I'm going to just rip this Band-Aid off. We need to break up. You're just, you're not good for me. I'm always sweaty and uncomfortable around you, and I'm not getting any benefits from this relationship. You're just a basic memory foam mattress. I deserve better. And before you ask, yes, there is someone else. I've been seeing the purple mattress online for a while now. Don't blame yourself. How can you compete with a bed that totally supports me, hugs my pressure points, and sleeps so effortlessly cool? Not to mention the 100-night trial and free shipping. 
Now that's a bed with benefits. It'll make me feel better than you ever could. Break up with your old mattress and get with Purple today by texting OFFER to 84888. Get in on major bundle savings with Purple's President's Day Sale. Save up to $350 on a mattress and sleep bundle. Bundle up and save big when you text OFFER to 84888. That's keyword O-F-F-E-R to 84888. Message and data rates may apply. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Uh. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.